you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Good morning. Good morning. Here we are. We're live now, guys. We got a chance to chit chat a little bit off, off offline for a second. So uh, I'm look. I've been as just like I was telling you guys here. I was looking really forward to uh, being able to do this interview. I put you guys out there as like a power couple. Uh, you know, that's how I. That's how I. I. Uh, I telling everybody. I said I'm looking forward to this group, and I said, and I've only known them through uh, uh, a Facebook. Uh, group that we happen to be in a leadership group together and that right. just happened to catch my, you know, your guys is, uh, just happened to catch my, my interest, you know, Nate, I think it was, first of all, you know, some of my best friends, uh, are, um, are trainers. They, they made the, the biggest impact in my life. Um, I have two of them here. One's named Ronnie Camacho and the other one's Stan McQuay, okay. both of them huge in the bodybuilding world. And, uh, I teach, both their children martial arts and uh so they've been a real important part of my life and we'll talk about about all that here in just a second and uh so i'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves we uh, i know this is nate and your wife this is your wife ariel and i'm going to go ahead and let you guys introduce yourself talk about your life fitness group real quick and where what you guys do and then we're going to just get right into uh uh some questions i have for you sound good Sounds great. All right. So go right ahead, Nate. Go ahead and take it away. Absolutely. First. Absolutely. If you don't mind me going I first. Do, yeah. okay. do okay. what you do best. So yeah, my name's Nate Simpson. It's my wife, Ariel Simpson. And we have a company called the Life Fitness Group. Um, a little bit about me before I dive into what the Life Fitness Group is. I've spent the last 17 years uh, in fitness. You know, fitness has definitely been my you know, not only my, my, my passion, but my life's work. You know, I tell people all the time that I really feel that if you get involved in something that you've had personal struggles with and, and personal obstacles with, uh, and you find ways to overcome that, then that could be what you best, you know, are of service to other people with. And that, and that's my story with fitness, you know, coming from a child struggling to, to, to make weight in peewee league football, all the way up into high school, you know, struggling to, to make weight, to, to be a wrestling uh, and, and doing that and using those challenges, if you would, to kind of level myself up at every stage of my life is something that I've done. And being able to see, you know, the rewards from a fitness side has kind of propelled me into my career of saying, OK, uh, I know what benefit that gave me mentally, what benefit they gave me physically to know that I can set a goal and accomplish it as a child. How can I keep that going long term? And I kind of made that my career, you know, going into fitness and and going into it. But, you know, 
me and Ariel, we've we've been together now, high school sweethearts. You know, we've met when I was just turned uh, just turned sixteen. She just turned fourteen. Mm-hmm. So she's act- oh my, she's actually seen these struggles with me with me firsthand. And as I struggled with fitness and and making it my career, you know, she actually and she'll tell you herself, um, she dove into to mental health and finding a way that she can you know provide services and and helping people on that aspect get to where they need to be emotionally, you know, mentally to be able to be stronger, um, to achieve what they want to achieve. And we always noticed even early in our careers when she was going in her path to, you know, be a behavioral health specialist and a counselor. And I was going my path to be a personal trainer that there always was a nice marriage in, in between, you know, what somebody needs to work on to get to their physical goals is a lot of times always backed in what's going on mentally. And, and vice versa, through conversations with my wife, she would tell me, you know, people who are having mental struggles, if they were able to incorporate some of the physical components of what I do, just how, you know, how much greater would they be? Um, it's funny, you know, when I got into fitness, I spent so much time, you know, doing assessments and working with people and not even necessarily knowing that I was learning any behavioral change techniques or anything therapeutic, so to speak. Um, but as I got to talking to my wife and talking to family and talking to other professionals and I told people how I would go through assessments and getting people to make these changes, you know, I learned that what I was doing was therapeutic approaches in that time period in itself. So, you know, naturally being a partner, being a team, you know, I leveraged my wife's knowledge and asking her, well, how can I, how can I do this? How can I, how can I be a little bit more effective? You know, how can I create a, a greater impact? And she would help me. She would train me on what I need to do to, to to train the clients or to get the clients to be more open to whatever, you know, whatever I was asking them to do to actually work towards their goals. Um, that being said, you know, that that happened and happened and happened back, you know, back in when I would say maybe a year into our marriage and we've been married 15 years now. We had an idea of how we could marry the concept of, you know, the fitness and the mental health, putting them together and providing one awesome product for people that they can really get what they need to get to the next level without having to be scatterbrained and go to multiple different professionals to get different opinions and different approaches. If they can just go to one place and be able to get all the help that they would need. Um, We truly felt even back then, you know, 14, 15 years ago, that that would be the ultimate solution for everybody. Now, that being said, and I think we talked about this offline, you know, life came up. And it's always really good to have a really good idea with the best intentions behind it. Um, But sometimes, you know, finances, um, family obligations, um, career ambitions, you name it, there can be a a gambit of things that get in the way of of actually seeing those ideas through. And as we quickly grew from being a family of just us two to a family of six, because we have four children now, you know, Mm -hmm. things would come up where we would have to say, okay, well, that dream sounded great, but we need to put that dream (laughs) on the back burner because, you know, we have to, we have to make a lot of, we have to make an income. We have to make an income. Um, And that, and you know, that's what I did. I've, I've had the privilege to work in a few different, um, a few different industries. Um, I, I kind of took a step away from fitness uh, a few years ago, about five years ago. And I went to the financial service and insurance industry and I learned a lot about business. Um, I did. I, I was able to hit a, a high level of success in that industry. But what I did learn about that business is that having financial success doesn't necessarily give you the return that you need um, when you're looking for a purpose and when you're looking to fuel a purpose and really give back to people. Um, so, you know, full circle, you know, 2020 hit. 
COVID, COVID hit. I was doing very good in the financial services, but I had to hit the brakes and kind of reset uh, and look at life and really weigh things out and say, you know, am I, am I doing what I intended to do when we started this journey? Um, and, and to that point, you know, honestly, I was making a great income, but at that point in time, the answer was no, uh, because, you know, I wasn't necessarily living in service in that moment. I was, I was living for profit. Um, and that's, that, that's okay. If, if what you're profiting on is your, is your passion in, in my opinion. And in my opinion, it wasn't because I wasn't necessarily helping people in fitness for that period of time outside of, you know, myself and my family. Um, I was just, I was just going after the financial gain. So we went back to the, we went back to the drawing board and we said, well, you know, now you have all this business experience and business sense. How can we apply that business sense towards what you learned, towards what we really wanted to focus on? Uh, and that rebirthed the Life Fitness Group uh, a little over a year ago. We put our ideas back into action. We we put our marriage, not only of our, of our actual marriage, but our marriage of our skill sets back in action. And we mm -hmm. found ways that we can leverage our abilities to help the community, but to do it in such a way where we'll be able to give them long lasting results. But more importantly, they won't create a dependency on us to maintain their results. We'll be able to make sure that they have the knowledge and the capabilities uh, to, to maintain what they're getting long term. And that that ultimately is our big goal. No, that's great. Well, Ariel, let me let's let's go on your side. So tell tell us about the, you know what you what you did on your side, how you decided to go to the the mental side of things. Okay, so like uh, Nate was saying, it really is about your life experience, kind of bringing you um, to your your bigger purpose. So for me, um, I grew up in a family that had some struggles with uh, mental health issues. Um, when I went to college, I actually had a lot of opportunities to um, explore what I was interested in. And of course, psychology is probably one of the most interesting classes that you kind of have to take um, as part of your uh, core curriculum. And I just really fell in love with mm. um, the knowledge base behind all of it, the people that were drawn to um, the departments. Um, I had some great mentors that um, let me know what was available um, in the mental health field. And I actually got a graduate assistantship at my local school. So um, my grad school was all taken care of and um, I got my degree in counseling. So I've been working as a mental health counselor. I'm licensed in a couple of states actually. Um, so I've been able to work both in person and online. I have tons of experience with um, trauma disorders specifically. Um, so everything from mental to moving across the country, um, families uh, breaking up and having to deal with divorce issues, things like that, um, even to like mass shooting victims and their families. I've kind of seen it wow. all in that area. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing some kind of deep work and also kind of on the surface level, those um, more common uh, issues of depression, anxiety. Um, I was really interested in the issue of like body dysmorphia in the um, physical fitness arena um, for a while. So I've done some research in that area as well and worked with a couple of people on just that self-image and dealing with the anxiety of like, I don't really... I uh, feel like I see what everyone around me sees in terms of their body image and things like that. That's really, uh, well, that's really interesting. So let me, let, this is why I do things raw right here. Okay. What we, like I tell everybody, I don't, I don't really have a list of questions when I do this. And so I, you, both of you have said a couple of things that I, I want to hit on. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
because it hits me personally, just so you know. Okay. And then uh, I'll let you know. But first uh, with Nate, okay. You said something in there. Well, both of you, you said, it said, you said that your Ariella, you said your, your family had some uh, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And so you went down that line and Nate, you said something about it, you struggling. And so what with fitness, I want to, I want to explore that. What does that mean? So I hear that you wrestled and stuff. So when you say you struggled with fitness, uh, were you a, an underweight kid? Were you a fat kid? Were you, what would you do in about cutting weight? You know, cutting weight anyway is already a psychological. Uh, oh yeah, certainly. Game. Certainly. So, 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 I mean, for me, I, I was always and still am, you know, the fat kid of mind and, you know, kind of, kind of to, to Ariel's point, you know, I, I grew up in a family where all of my family was, was large. Um, but you know, unlike, unlike me, you know, my father was, was six, four, you know, 400 pounds, you know, my brother, six, mm. four and a half, you know, he is 400, you know, some odd pounds. Um, but, but me, you know, I was five, seven. So to be, to be five, <laughs> to be, to be five, seven, 400 pounds, yeah, that's um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily going to be, it wasn't going to work in my favor. They would see my brother, they would see my dad walking down the street and people would move to the side. But, but when, when it was me, I was more like a circle. So it wasn't, it wasn't the same sort of intimidation factor that the taller gentleman used to get. So, you know, I, I knew the I knew a long time ago that I had a decision to make and I was going to be big regardless. It was either was I going to be big and muscular or was I going to be big and out of shape? Because it was just in my genetics that I was going to be a heavy I was going to be a heavier person. Um, and, you know, for me, it, it really was a lot of times when people have that 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 working against them. And I don't even want to say against them because it sounds bad. But a lot of times when you come from a heavier family or everybody around you is a certain way, you tend to believe that you have to be that way too. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Um, but, but I, you know, at the age of, I want to say 15 was the first time I decided that I was, I was going to do something about it. I, I, I was just of a different mindset. And I had a friend who was a big impact to me one summer who took me to the track and ran with me every single day. Um, but mm. once I realized that that was not like my destiny and I had control, I just had to learn what to do and actually do it. Um, it was a game changer for me. And it's been my life's work ever since I was 15 years old to be on top of that. And I've lost sight of it sometimes, you know, just, just to be truthful, as every human does, you know, life gets in the way. One motivation and one ambition leads to another. And then, you know, if, if you're not, especially somebody who struggled with it your whole life, if you're not focused on it, you can easily blow up 20, 30, 40 pounds in the wrong direction. Um, but it's been my life's work not to do that because I, I, I discovered at a very young age that I had the ability and the say to, to how I was going to look physically and how my health was going to be too. Yeah, that is. And so, yeah, now you've, now you've hit, uh, a, a couple things there for like on a personal note for me. And I, and I tell my students this quite often when I was in junior high, um, you know, I was lifting weights pretty early on, so I was kind of a, uh, always on the bigger uh, end of things, not just fat, but I'm just talking about, you know, I was just more muscular than most kids. And, you know, you know kids back back in those days, and we're talking about in 1970s, you know, when I was in junior high school. But, boy, man, I got, you know, you got called a lot of names, man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, in one of these podcasts, I said, you know, you're either the this jolly ollie fat kid or you are just a... Uh, you almost to a, to a point a bully yourself. And right. that was me. You know what I mean? I, I learned really on that. My fist made a lot of difference in people opening up their mouth. Right. So, uh, uh, and 
you know, and then, so I look back on that and I'm just like, well, I just, you know, I don't know that. And then when I went into martial arts, I was already kind of, you know, uh, I went in because of my brother and, uh, cause he was getting ready to go and I was eight years older than my brother. And, uh, and I went into martial arts and, uh, even there, even today, uh, it's, it's weird. So when you, when you see me, I mean, I mean, I'm a pretty big dude for, uh, you know, I still lift and, 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 but I always knew that, uh, you know, people, you know, I'm not your typical looking martial artist. And then all of a sudden, if I can kick you in the face, (laughs) it's, you know, I I remember that vividly, like, you know, don't underestimate. I mean, don't judge books by its cover, man. If there's anything I learned in martial arts, it was that I could tell you that. And, and so I would totally relate to everything that you're saying there. And then Ariel, then you, you, you talked about this body dysmorphia now, uh, uh, and I said, what, what caught my eye is all my children, all my children have this. Mm-hmm. My, my, my oldest son, Michael, you wouldn't know it when you looked at him. He weighs 145, 148 pounds now. And he too, he lost a hundred and uh, he, my, my, all my sons lost over a hundred pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. And he completely changed his life. And this was going on 10 years ago now. But my son tells me today, my 28 year old, he goes, and he's, he, I mean, he's thin as can be. And he goes, yeah, I don't know, dad. So it's a lot of times when I look in the mirror, uh, I just, I don't see that. I still see this, this, uh, you know, this fat kid and, and my other son that had an eating disorder and lost his weight. He's super thin too. He's probably 145, just like Michael is. And Daniel says the same thing. He goes, man, I can't look at myself cause he was throwing up. You know, uh, we, we talked about this off camera, right, Ariel? And, uh, um, and for you to have an interest in that, you know, what, what made you have an interest in, in that? What, what brought that to you? So I wouldn't say that I'm like a total specialist in that area, but, you know, Nate's talking about his origin story. I met him kind of right after he dropped a ton of weight. So, I had no idea that he was fighting that kind of battle, right? Tons of confidence. And like a little while later, he told me that the thing that kind of snapped him out of like that kind of thinking fat or like having that self image um, was something that someone had said to him, a friend said to him, and it totally changed his mindset. So I think he was like one of my first people that I was aware of, like, we have this internal dialogue about how we look um, when we look in the mirror versus what other people see. And I was shocked because I thought he was like super ribbed, super insane. <laughs> I would have never imagined. Like he showed me some of his pictures from the year before. And I was like, this is not you. This has to be your brother. This has to be your brother. Um And, you know, through his years of being in the gym and I had encounters with like some of his coworkers, um, he worked really closely with people who did um, all kinds of um, uh, bodybuilding shows, bikini models um, and things like that. And it was just amazing to like talk to these people and have conversations um, with me seeing them one way and, you know, hearing them talk a bit about you know, how they approach their, their meals, how they think about food, how they think about themselves when they look in the mirror. It was just total worlds apart um, what I saw versus what they saw. And I was really interested in like, you know, at least how to like help some of our friends and people that we were really close to be more productive in what they were doing either at work or 
um, with trying to meet their goals with getting to their shows. Um, Yeah, I this is what was super uh, attracted to me. This 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 uh, even your business, this life fitness coach, because there is a component. It's uh, for a man, at least, you know, when I go in, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than you guys. So, Nate, you might you might understand that when I go in the weight room. Back in the, you know, back in the 80s in the weight room, man, it was, uh, you know, it was the big boys, you know, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and, uh, you know, Frank Zane and and all these guys and and old school weights, you know what I mean? You hear the iron clanging. Oh, yeah. This is this is just how, that's my, how my home gym is. I got all iron weights. <laughs> I want to hear the iron. I want to hear a clang. I want to hear that. I want to hear that stuff. And, you know, you put headphones on, you know, and it's like, you know, you don't. I'm not there to, I'm not there to socialize at the gym. I'm there to, to, to get work done. But I had like my, my main, uh, my main one, Ronnie, Ronnie Camacho, you guys can look him up, you know, uh, Ronnie Camacho or, or Stan, but Ronnie is the one that I saw him in the gym and I said, there's something about him. I felt he was a martial artist and I just kind of watched him with people. And he has this component of being able to talk to you. Right. And I struggled I, listen, I I had personal trainers for years, and and then uh, I, I still didn't lose any weight. I mean, I'm strong as a, as as a bull, but I even even when I I was trying to put my diet in in, in check, and it wasn't until these blood clots, and then I found this, you know, my other one that runs the uh, one of my other gyms, and um, he did this contest with keto, and you know, he dropped, and he's an you know he's older, he's fifty. And I'm like, well, if Jay can do this, I can do this. And that's what jumped me on that wagon. And then I had a mind shift where, hey, listen, I can't rely on my, I, I got to rely on me here. I can't rely on everybody else to, to, to it. But I, I'll tell you, I've been in the gym, Nate, where I'm um, doing uh, uh, curls or whatever. And he, and I just tell, telling him about my struggles for the week and uh, tears are streaming down my face. Tears are streaming down his face because uh, it gets, you know, it gets, if you've been fat, you know exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. and it gets real, oh, okay? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so you get an alpha, and then you get all this pent-up aggression, and the tears are coming down because you're like, I just can't I just can't deal with this. And then to see your children go through it is a hard thing. And so to, to hear uh, Ariel talk about the mental side, uh, I'm interested on how you guys merge this. Uh, I want to know... Nate, if you have somebody on this side, do you guys work together with a client? Is that what's happening or how does that work? Or do Ariel, do you, are you his support to say, this is what you should talk to? Or does the clients come to you guys both? How does this work in your, in your deal? So, you know, that, and, and that's a great question. So the way, the way that, you know, in an ideal situation and the way that it's envisioned and the way that it should be is that it's incorporated from both of us, from every client, from, from start to finish. And what I mean is, you know, if you look at the assessment protocol and if you look at how clients are brought in and what the conversation is from the very beginning, typically from a fitness component, we're only specifically talking about your fitness goals and why you want to get your fitness goals and how that's going to help your fitness goals. And that's great when that intrinsic motivation to hit your fitness goals is high in that moment. 
But what you see is, and what I've seen is over the years of being in fitness is that moment, as soon as that client or that individual walks away from that first interaction, as soon as that interaction is over and that emotion is gone, it starts going down lower and lower and lower and lower and lower until that person eventually quits or something happens that is more exciting in their life and they stop their goals. So our approach is really tying in the mental and the physical from the very beginning and seeing if we can get a, a you know a, a hotter or a larger hot button a lar a larger motivational trigger from the beginning really in get engulfed in what their goal is so when we're working towards their goals we have more tools at our disposal to make sure we're not losing focus as to as to what they're doing if that makes sense yeah that does make sense so mm -hmm. so how how do you Ariel, how do you get in people's head then? How do you help them? What do you, you know, what do you do? It's not you know? magic. It's not magic. Anymore. Well, it, there, it, you're right about that. It's definitely not magic. There definitely has to be some kind of tools. Yeah. It's, it's like, I tell you, when I told you when I was going through my divorce, like if I didn't go through an anger management course and get some tools mm -hmm. to help my, my head not explode. The, so that's what I'm interested in, how you help people with that. How do you do that? Okay. Um, I think it first off starts with like um, a really welcoming uh, like intention. Everyone that I talk to, I'm very interested in, you know, what they want to achieve. I'm invested from, from day one. And I think that kind of comes across in every relationship that I build. Um, I ask a ton of questions about um, how a person thinks about the goals they're trying to achieve. What are some of the barriers that they've been dealing with and try to gauge, you know, what kind of uh, skills are they needing? Are they needing more stress management skills or are they needing more of what's called cognitive coping skills? Um, is their way of thinking a little bit off and we can look at ways to tweak that? Um, you know, there may be some other bigger issues kind of in the mix that need to be handled. Um, I don't go into therapy. Um, we're definitely not uh, diagnosing or treating any kind of mental health disorders, but I do have that background that kind of lets me know if our service is what's appropriate. Um, and I'm always, you know, uh, looking to offer our clients, you know, that kind of feedback, like, you know what, I think this is something that's a little beyond our scope. So this is maybe what you should kind of consider. So it's, um, you know, also a matter of, um, you know, helping people understand what's going on with them in terms of how they're thinking and responding to the questions that we're asking them. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely, um, that's, I, I just think that that's a powerful thing. This, the, the whole thing, cause you, you know, you'll get me emotional here cause you're, you're talking stuff that's right down my alley. You know what I mean? And I, I have a part heart for people that struggle with this and, you know, I have a heart for people that struggle period with, uh, you know, just how they think about themselves. Cause as a martial arts instructor, I see the whole gamut, you know, I see the, you know, whether they've had trauma, like you talk about, whether they've been attacked, uh, whether they've been, um, you know, beat up or they've been, uh, raped or, or attempted and, or made fun of even the, the aspect of as an adult in a, in a work environment where you don't have the, the mental capacity to, to know how to stand up for yourself, you know what I mean? Or being hassled at work and what that looks like. And, uh, I think the other thing that I heard you guys talk about, uh, Ariel and, and Nate, both, uh, both of you guys, you talked about how important the physical side is to your mental health. I just know if I didn't have 
from me personally, and then I'd like to get some of your guys' experiences and maybe some of your clients, you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, there's a few things with me. So, and I see this with, with my military friends and, and, and my, you know, police officers and stuff like that. But if you don't have purpose, if you don't have a purpose anymore, and when I got these diagnosed for blood clots and I had to go on blood thinners, and I'm still on these stupid things, and uh, that... You know, I can't physically uh, do my my stand up fighting anymore because I can't take head trauma like I used to. I can't take like hook punches to the head and stuff. This this was this is what I grew up doing. This is what I love. Right. And you know, and I think that that put me into a very uh, depressed mode. And I was still teaching. Uh, I have you know I had knee replacement on my left knee, and my right's not the best. And and then you get heavier, and then it's just like it it just continued on a downward you know a downward. Sp- spiral <clears throat> and then uh brazilian jiu-jitsu came along two years ago and i was like wow i can do something physical here i can it's it's like fighting and it uh it allows me to release this is just me personally now i'm sure right. Nate, you know women are, are may not relate to it like a man will but if i couldn't release that and release that aggression and you know the same as pushing weights being that physical my my son Daniel he runs he's a runner, that's what that's what does it for him you know what I mean the one that lost all that weight and so I see that you know you guys talk about that I I'd like to know that on on how you how you relate that to your your people the physical side and do you see the results if somebody that's not physical at all and they start getting very physically uh, do you see them really gravitate towards it? And how do you keep them focused so that they can, they can continue on that physical, you know, quest per se, I guess. Mm -hmm. I feel like that brings to mind, like the wall of pain, someone that's not really physical, um, Mm -hmm. just giving them the motivation to kind of hang in there, um, to break through that wall of pain. I think it's really important for people to find uh, whatever form of exercise that, you know, really fits them. Mm-hmm. You know, some people may be really into like step classes or uh, the jujitsu or running. Like I'm not a runner. Nate loves to run. I, I don't like to see like how far I'm going. <laughs> that really bothers me to like <laughs> see myself getting so far away from home. I, I'm not a fan, but I can spin. I can do like the, the um, cycling uh, for a while. And, you know, I like more hit style things. So I think it's really important for people to like give different types of exercise a try so that they can really get that um, kind of endorphin hook, find something that, that makes them feel a little excited, get that music right, because that is another mental component, in my opinion, that gets someone um, the ability to exercise for longer and be a little more entertained, um, connecting with that right uh, workout mix for them that's right. gonna, you know carry them through so do you do you find nate when you're when you're doing training now listen it, it sounds like your life fitness coach some some aspects can be virtual it looks like is that correct absolutely uh, you know what i mean that that if, if uh uh is uh yeah jose's been on here the whole time man <laughs> yeah, he's he's all about it right now you know i, I you know I, <laughs> the mental side of things that's why I don't know if you guys have heard of Andy Frasilla's 75 hard or not. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now that that completely changed me when I decided to do it. 
Now I've done it three times, right? Now I've done it five times. I failed. Uh, I failed um, two of the times. Uh, and one of them, I did it, but you know, you know, yeah, I half-assed did it. That's what, right. exactly what I did. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. And I, I, I checked off boxes. I didn't really think, but the mental challenge that I got from 75 hard, it completely changed me. I don't know. Some, some things have changed me for the great, but the other things it's like, I have very little tolerance now for, uh, <laughs> uh, very little tolerance for excuses. It's right. just like, man, just shut your pie hole and do, do it. it man. Okay. Do it. And I, you know, you know, everybody finds a way to quit. They don't find a way to win. It just drives me crazy. Right. right. And so that's what I, when I went into 75 hard is when, when a real mental shift happens. So when you're, when you're training uh, people, Nate, when um, I, I, how, how, let's, let's go about how you do it. Are you, do you, do you have physical clients and do you have clients that are, uh, that are virtual? How, how, how do you do your, right. do you have a gym of your own or do you have a gym that you use? How, what, what, let, let's, let's get into the meat and potatoes of how you run that, how you do this. Certainly, certainly. So, uh, we have, we have our own gym. We, we built out our own full garage gym which is, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest with you. Um, I, 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 I have a lot of gym memberships, but I prefer the garage gym now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that being mm-hmm. said, you know, I do train people in, in person. Um, but, but that, that would be my, my higher ticket client to be honest with you. Um, I find a little bit more value, uh, helping people as a, as a remote coach. And the reason be, the reason be it is that, you know, the way that personal training and the way that the fitness industry has been at, at a whole, and this is part of the reason why I left the industry to come back. Um, I think the industry, I think there's a big gaping hole in the industry as far as how people are served and how people are set up for success versus set up for failure. And what I mean is when you go see a personal trainer or you go see, or you go to a gym, most gyms or most trainers are, 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 are really really set on like the Baskin Robbins approach of, of fitness. And what I mean is they give you a taste, but they need you to keep coming back to get more because that's how they pay their bills. Right. Um, and it's, it's understandable. I mean, I was in the business for a while and that's why every year there's a different fad coming out and there's a different type of workout fad and a different type of uh, nutrition fad. And we're telling all the clients this, you know, do this, do this. This is what's hot in 2021. Or this is what's hot in 2019. This is what's hot in 2022. And some of it works but it always works to a degree to when it stops working. And the only reason why it ever worked in the beginning is because you're, you're putting somebody who's never done it in a complete state of shock. Their body gets used to it. It plateaus. They don't get that initial shock anymore. They don't get the initial results anymore. They lose their excitement and they stop, they stop going with it. So kind of to Ariel's point that she was saying earlier, we don't necessarily um, specifically say do any one type of exercise. We really get with the client and get on their level to see what type of exercise intrigues them. If I have a client who wants to do all body weight workouts and they don't want to touch any weights whatsoever, well, I have the skill sets and the knowledge to put together a routine for that person and the database of exercises that I can give you and say, okay, well, this is what I want you to do. Let's talk about after a day and let's talk about your experience. If you have somebody who wants to do just bands and they don't want to walk into a gym either, but they don't want to do body weight, then we could put a routine for them together with that or just kettlebells or if they want to do just resistance training or if they want to do just machines. So it's going to be based off of the individual completely. Um, but then it's also going to be based off of a, of a philosophy that, that everybody knows from the beginning that there is no one way to achieve results. Right. I think a lot of times when you go to a trainer, 
a lot of times the confusion gets out is because the trainer or the, the PT or whoever you're talking about, they like to talk about their philosophy. If it's the, you know, the one size fits all approach to exercise. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that to be true. I believe that everybody's philosophy works. <laughs> I, I really mm -hmm. believe it does. Um, it's just about understanding why you're doing it and how long you're doing it. For example, I was in a muscle building phase for about 10 years and I built muscle very good for about 10 years until, until I hurt my back because I didn't change my training phase for so long. So there's an example of something that was very great actually turning into something that's very bad because I overtrained my body. Um, so I want to help people avoid that situation. I want them to understand that everything works. It's just about having it in phases and making sure that you're doing the appropriate phase and anticipating the appropriate result. And if you do that, then your motivation should never get too much out of whack. Now, we do have clients who they want their, you know, not, not to sound negative, but they want the, the handholding and they want the more right. the exclusive experience and they're willing to pay top dollar for that, which I'm, which I'm okay with because I definitely want to make my time available to help however they want to be helped. But that's more of a top dollar client versus your client who doesn't necessarily need all the handholding. They just want to know what they're doing and is it what's what's right and is it what's best for them? And they need to get it from a credible source who's not trying to push just one narrative of what works, but being honest about why you're doing it and how long you need to do it and what the anticipated results are. Well, then that that's going to be our client most of the time because we're going to be able to communicate with them uh, pretty much on, you know, on the, the, the speed of a text and be able to give them updated workouts on a daily basis. And some of the, you know, some of the philosophies of making sure they're holding themselves accountable with daily, with daily pictures. And we can see all this stuff too. Um, it just helps us keep on track to make sure we're getting the results. Right. Well, those daily pictures are important. I'll tell you what, 75 hard. Oh yeah. I have the, that body morphia you talk about because even myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to go down a weight bracket. Believe it or not, at 60 years old, I want to compete one time in this jujitsu. This it's it's hard to find people my age and my size that are that want to that want to throw down. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I want to I want to get after it, man. I want to try it one time, right? Yeah. It's just I'm just competitive that way, and so I'm going to drop another weight class, you know, to heavyweight instead of ultra heavyweight, and I want to see if I can find another 60 year old that wants to get after it. And uh, um, but um. I'm not ready to get after it with these 30 year olds, you know, some freaking wrestling, you know, muscle head that's going to take my <laughs> knee out. But, uh, uh, I, so, uh, you know, I, I have that. So tell me how, well, first we'll go, <laughs> Jose, let it go. Yeah. I'm gonna let you guys know when I'm doing that. Cause I'm doing that this year. This is going to happen right, this year. Right. Um, uh, the, let well first of all what's your website let let i want to put that out here while we're in notes what's what's the website called that you guys have it's lifefitnessgroup.com gr oh hold on a second gr o u p and i should have had this out here already life make make sure i make sure i have that right i put that in the chat right now okay uh life fitness group is that correct that's correct yep. Okay, good. All right. So, um, yeah, I want, I want to talk about that. So let's talk about how this works now. So obviously when you talk about a group, it's like anything else, right? You got to kind of got a tribe, you got to kind of got a group and, and, and something like that. So, right. uh, let's say you have a client that wants to come your way. Um, I'm pretty stoked about this. I don't know. You can tell I'm pretty passionate about this because this is, this is in my wheelhouse. You know, I, I knew, I knew when I saw you, Nate, uh, and I read up on you, and then I read about your wife. I'm like, and then you guys been together 
since you're like little, t- you know, my, my parents are still married today. They're 60, 61 years now, but they were married at 18 and 16. Nice. My folks, they weren't high school. They weren't sweethearts. They met, but they, they got together at 18 and 16 and got married. And, um, that's awesome. So, uh, you know, that's a, uh, that was a, something else that kind of, uh, attracted me to you guys. Like, and these guys are like a little power couple here. And then <laughs> to know that, uh, that you've had issues or you're, you have yourself, Nate, that have issues with being he- uh, heavy. And then you have family members, uh, cause this is all the same thing with me. And then to have your wife on the mental health issues, uh, listen, this is a, you want to talk about a pandemic. This is the pandemic, right? Okay. Of, right. of people, we have a bad pandemic because people are not healthy. Yep. So, Agreed. right. And if anything COVID's done, it's done two things. It's either made you super lazy or super motivated to get healthy. One of the two is happening, right? right. So it's up to you what you're going to, what, what, which path you're going to take, you know, what, you know, either, uh, uh, I'm going to sit on my ass and be, uh, you know, all, you, you know, wham, wham about it, or I'm going to do something about it. So, uh, if, if somebody's coming to you now and they, you, they go to life fitness, uh, your life fitness group.com, what will they see at this point? What are they, what are they looking at and, and how do they get involved with you? And how does your, how does this life fitness work for people? Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So the first, the first thing is when you go on the site, you can just read up a little bit about us Mm -hmm. and get a little bit of a more understanding of, you know, sort of how, how, how we're here to help and, you know, what we're here to offer. Um, the first step would be would be to go through the site and submit your information so we can book a initial consultation for you. Um, with the consultation, you know it's not just a, it's not just a sales pitch. You know it's really an idea for us to understand what you're trying to achieve and to see if we can be a tool for you to achieve your results. You know if we can give you the, the tools you need to get you in the right direction with the right motivation and for the right reasons, then we definitely want to be there for you. But at the same time. Um, as, as Ariel alluded to earlier, if we discover that potentially what you're looking for is not what we can specialize in helping you with, then we can certainly put you in the right direction in that regard too. you know, one of the commitments that we've made to ourselves is that we really want to leave everybody in a better position after we meet them than where we found them at. And, and that's, that's in every situation, whether we can serve the person and they can help us and we can help them or, or, or vice versa. You know, we still want to leave them in a better situation. Um, which is why, you know, when you look at our, our our experience and you look at, you know, our our knowledge, we can help people avoid a lot of the a lot of the hiccups that I think the industry as a whole, um, fitness anyways, leads people down. And and that's that's really what we want to focus on. We want to focus on making sure that we can get people out of that perpetual cycle of the New Year's resolutions where people have to build themselves up, you know, six or seven months just to make a change because they don't know what to expect. We want to make sure they have a 24-7 hour resource so they can know exactly what to expect and when they want to expect it. Um, so once they, boot, they, they, they book the consultation, then we can make a determination as to what's going to be the best for that person based on their needs. And we'll make a recommendation. You know, if it makes sense for them to work with us, we can build a plan and we can literally start uh, working with the client within 24 hours after our initial consultation. Yeah, this time we're we're a, like a really uh, laser focused kind of concierge type of service for people. Um, there's no cookie cutter when it comes to people's mental and physical well being. So um, we really keep that in mind, and you know that is what comes first for anyone looking to start with us. 
So it looks like to me, you know, when you when you when you talk about uh, this is my this is something that I feel too that in life, you know, um, right? If we want to be a better basketball player, we get a basketball coach, right? If we want to get right. a better, uh, the, unfortunately, we don't. We if people would go get a financial coach, it would probably help out too, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Right? Instead of just trying to do everything on their own, and so it it seems to me that your group, you you are you are a, a tag team now that that's going to take somebody from the, this is your physical side. I'm going to put this together. This is your mental side. These are the things that are going to come up. And before they become an issue, we're going to try and help work through that. If that's, this is what I'm hearing. I mean, you guys are like, uh, uh, you know, a personal coach at this time is really what your business is about. So able to reach across all States or, worldwide as as might say because you can be remote you don't have to be in the gym and have nate going and being a professional counter per se right correct? right and um um because you know here's the thing you know my coach says is my jujitsu coach says this all the time and when we get to class we get going on jujitsu he goes it's your responsibility to get to the gym and do what you got to do so you have a, you know like you're going to have to have a coach for that side of things right and so we come on and um, uh, uh, we we come on. I just I just looked at your site while we were talking. You know, this is how 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 raw this is when we when we came together. Because I you know I've been in Georgia for the last week. You know, when I was, I was that's why I was on the airplane. As a matter of fact, when I was talking to you, <laughs> uh, I was I was trying to get it together on the airplane when I was coming home yesterday, um, and so. Uh, I was like, I, this is, uh, you know, I'm pretty passionate about this because if it wasn't for, uh, Ronnie helping me, the the way he did, uh, mentally, I would, I would have struggled and I didn't even get to where I was physically uh, with him until, you know, I got some tools and, and did things on my own. So is this a, a combined effort area when you got, when do you guys do your consultations together? Is that what you guys do? Just like what we're doing here, like you guys together on the, on this call and, and, and we, absolutely, we really try to, um, you know, that can take a little bit of uh, scheduling miracles at time, but yeah, we certainly try to make sure our clients understand the, the full scope of the service that they're getting. Mm-hmm. And Who's now? Listen, is this a pandemic business that was grown? Was this out of COVID? You decided to do this. I mean, because you left a financial thing, Nate, uh, probably because probably because you feel that there's more purpose here. You know, usually we're driven by purpose more than money, and then money kind of comes because of purpose. You know what I mean? It's right. just it's one of those things. I tell my my children all the time. I said, go after something you're passionate about because if not, you're going to be going to work every day, and not not. You know, I, I get to go to this karate studio every day, walk around barefoot and get on the mat and train and do what I want to do and then go out and help others do the same thing. So, um, so how does, how does that go? So I think, I think, I think yes, yes and no. So again, the, the idea initially came to us back in 2006, 2007, it was literally one of the first things we ever wanted to do together. And again, life got in the way. But kind of to answer your to answer your, your your question, the reason why I say I say yes is that um, you know with with COVID happening, that put a a height a higher a high line focus on mental health again. That put a high line focus on people's physical well being. But what it also did, it also created an opportunity of acceptance. I think on a larger scale 
for for remote services. And mm-hmm. what, what I mean is what I learned in insurance and in financial industry um, is that, you know, in order to to scale a business, you know, to get to get the monetary to get the monetary rewards that you want, you have to position yourself where you can assist the most people and actually have sub, something of substance to give to a lot of people. Um, when, when I looked at my time in fitness before and sort of the issues that I found in the business is that in order to serve a lot of people in a one on one fashion, it has to be an in and out kind of cookie cutter process. And that's what, you know, Ariel was talking about before, even as a trainer, if I want to if I want to make great money as a one on one trainer, it's, it's unfortunate to the client. But usually what a trainer has to do is repeat the same workout a lot or they have to overwork themselves a mm-hmm. lot. A lot of times the client is the one who who, who feels the, the blunt of that because, you know, the trainer's just trying to make an income for his family. The client's just trying to get their goals, but the industry is not aligned properly to help the trainer get to their goals while actually helping the client get to theirs. Uh, it's the nature of the business. Somebody has to suffer, unfortunately. So this created an opportunity for us where I really felt like, and this is what we've always been putting our heads in, well, how can we be successful in a route where nobody has to suffer? Meaning we can give the best service possible to as many people as possible and nobody has to suffer. Well, to give the best service possible to people in fitness and in mental health, and we talk about this all the time, you almost have to have the goal is to put yourself out of business. And what I mean is when a client comes to us, we don't have have a client coming to us with the anticipation that they're going to work with us for the rest of their lives because we need that income. It's, it's, it's the exact opposite. If you have a, a, a nine month goal, then we may do a six month plan and very well having you know and understand at the end of six months, you should have all the tools you need at that point to do this for the rest of your life. You should be able to get the three months by yourself. And then so you should never have to pay a professional again to tell you this stuff unless you absolutely want to and you're just doing it for the camaraderie at that point you're not doing it because you you don't feel like you know you you know how anymore so this gave us a platform where we can give that sort of that sort of confidence that sort of commitment but also that sort of service where we're literally trying to put ourselves out of business for every client that we bring in knowing that if we do so and really empower that person to to change their life and pay it forward that what will come back to us in return will be more clients, more opportunities and more for business. And we even had to test this, you know, um, when I first started this, you know, when I got into the financial service business, you know, I almost got I got into the wrong mindset of where I told people. And, and this is literally this is it's, it's even a shame to say, but I used to think I won't do anything unless you could pay me enough to do it. Like that was literally my mindset. Like if you want my time, it needs to it, you need to pay me X amount for me to do this. When I got back into the fitness business, the the mindset was the exact opposite. I said, I won't do anything unless I would absolutely do it for free. Like it, unless I felt like it was purposeful and it's going to move me to be the person that I need to be, there's no price tag on it that I'd be willing to do it on. So I I, I used that same philosophy as I started bringing on clients. And when I first started bringing on clients, I wasn't even asking for compensation. I was really just trying to put people in a better situation. And I would have people reach out to me, reach out to my wife, and they'd reach out on social and say, hey, this information that you told me is working so good. I have six people that are doing it now. And my initial reaction was, well, you better you better tell them that I told you that information. How <laughs> like, <laughs> it came from me. But then my wife had to talk some sense into me. And she said, well, that's what you said you wanted your mission to be. You're, you're paying it forward. And if that, if that one person that you helped has now helped six more people, 
then you've helped six people. And, and that, that must have meant that you were very successful today. And truthfully, that, that's how we gauge the business. You know, if we can have that sort of impact on a daily basis, then we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I see. So uh, tell me, uh, Ariella, what do you think that, uh, what do you think the, uh, the mental health, the pandemic has done for people mentally? What have you seen? Man, um, it's been really difficult. I think it depends um, kind of on your, your culture and kind of your family culture and how you deal with stress. Um, but I would have to say anxiety is at an all time high. Um, mm -hmm. People are going in one or two directions when it comes to fitness, either they're working out all the time or they're completely sedentary now because so many industries have gone virtual. Um, a lot of jobs that were performed, you know, in a call center or you had to go in, those offices have closed and everyone's living and working in their homes um, to a greater extent than we've ever seen. So I feel like there has been, you know, a lot of stress, a lot of trauma, again, a lot of grief. People have lost um, multiple family members, friends to COVID. Um, it, it's a really stressful situation, just even for, I feel like our younger generation is having a really hard time with like their social skills and either being at home for a year or longer there in the beginning um, to now getting back into life and trying to navigate uh, the waters of just everyday stress and the pandemic. So it really depends, but I, I feel like I've seen a lot more um, stress and anxiety and people really not um, knowing uh, how to deal with it, not being able to access mental health care. It's um, really crazy um, that it's really hard to find a therapist right now. Um, you can have the best of the best insurance. Um, that doesn't mean that uh, a therapist's uh, three-month waiting list is going to get any shorter. Um, Probably, which I, which I find amazing because, you know, we've this is once again, this is something that's even happened in my own in my own house. Like I told you with Daniel, having not having somebody and he's got good insurance. He's got the, you know, the the TV type insurance. Right. And still mm -hmm. waiting lists are we're not taking anybody new. And I'm like, how in the world? You know, I think this is what intrigues me about what you guys have, because you have the other you have um, degrees and you can help mentally somebody get in a better space. You know, I don't think it's always about diagnoses as much as it diagnoses sometimes as it is uh, having that ear and saying, hey, you know, here's some tools. Mm -hmm. Try this, this and this. And, um, you know, and ultimately, right, ultimately, I'm sure you agree with this too, Nate, at some point, I don't really care what mental health you're doing. you do. There has to be a shift in your mental thinking. I mean, there's nothing, there's no magic pill. There's yep. no nothing. You're either going to have to, okay, I'm going to change this. And now I'm going to look for ways that I can change it. That's just the way it has to be. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I don't care if you're, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to get off drugs, you know, I don't want to drink and, and all this kind of stuff. There has to be a mental shift. Um, and, and I think that's what this, your group thing uh, talks about. Now, I don't know, do you guys have a Facebook group also? Do you have clients get together and talk or is it more one-on-one? -on -one? Um, how does that, how does that look for you guys self? Do you have, uh, do you have, you have that type of page or what do you guys do? Yeah. So we're, we're building a, a private Facebook community as well. Mm -hmm. for just clients who can communicate for accountability, but also 
you know, share, share similar stories, you know, people who are going through similar things. We know that the community is always going to be the best way to, to leverage change for people when they can have that additional support system. That's, that's good. Now, Nate, on your side, so do you do a nutrition side for people? Is that what, okay, what's, so let, let's go, let, let, tell me the, tell me the jobs between you two. How do you, how do you guys work together and what, what does one, one, one person do? What's the other person do? So Nate, what's your, what's yours? And then what's Ariel is, uh, you know, how do you guys work together? Who yeah. So, so basically I, I, I over, I oversee everything fitness related and, and even nutrition related. Um, Ariel lets me oversee that, but she, she's also, she's also <laughs> studies in this as well. You know, she's, she's been with me every step of the way, but she's also, I recently got, uh, I, I'm very big on education, um, and really, you know, investing in myself yearly to try to extend my knowledge and Ariel's the same way. So just recently, and I've already had seven certifications in, in PT, but I went and I bought every single NASM master certification possible, just so I can have the, the newest stuff. And, and Ariel's done that as well. So she's got her, her NASM in, in progress too. So she also helps with some of the, with some of the programming now, and she can help me understand, you know, if I, if I put something together that I think should be pretty easily accepted, you know, from a, from a female's perspective, she may challenge that, make sure that I, I have a different, a different level of understanding. Um, with the nutrition, I, I'm a certified sports nutritionist as well. So I'm not, a, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a registered dietitian. So there's, so much that I can do within that scope, but I do help um, with nutrition. I do give recommendations for for macronutrients and recommendations for for sample meal plans. Um, I don't, you know, again, we don't we don't ever promote any fad diets just because I'm not a believer of them. Um, I do I do believe that any diet or any drastic change you do to yourself nutritionally will elicit a result. Um, you know, my my my. My question to that is, what is that result? And is it a long-term result? And was it worth it? And is, and is, it, and is it sustainable? And if it's not sustainable, then why do it? You know, so our, 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 our process is more just having everybody understand a healthy balance eating um, and then eating what's right for the individual. You know, some people, um, their bodies are more receptive to, to, to carbs. Some people, if they have just a few amount of carbs, they'll hold water, they'll bloat. Their bodies are different than, than what my body may be. And that person has to individually know that they have to know what signs to look for. And we help them with that, too, so they can look for those signs and then set their macronutrients you know, appropriately to whatever their goals may be. But I always and we're always a fine believer of that, you know, everything is great, but nothing outweighs just the science of understanding calories. So if you're taking in too many more calories than you're burning. Um, then you're going to gain weight. You're not going to lose weight. <laughs> and if you're trying to lose weight, there has, there has to be some. Yeah, that's that's, it, right? that's so, the magic. That's the magic formula. Right. <laughs> right. So we can we can we can we can we can dress it up and wrap it up and put a pretty ribbon on it and call it so many different things. But really, our our job and what we try to get our clients to understand is it's not nearly as confusing as the industry makes it sound. And a lot of why the industry makes it sound that way is because it's a business and we have to we have to sell it. And it has to be it has to be intriguing to a consumer. But we kind of want to take that, take the 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 confusion away and just streamline it and make it as simple as possible is understanding that everybody's going to be slightly different. Um, but there doesn't need to be a, there's no magic pill. It's just a matter of understanding what works for your body and us going through a process of that together to finding what works for you long term and learning how to just do that. You forgot you do marketing too. Oh, and the and I, and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I do the marketing. You know, obviously Ariel she handles everything mental health status, but she keeps yeah. she keeps she keeps me in line from a business component too. You know, keep in mind that 
you know, fitness big time has always been my passion, but I'm a sales guy at heart too. Um, so, you know, I can, I can be a little bit more gung ho. That sounds like a great idea. Let's just do it. And I'll run through the wall and try to do it. She'll, she'll make sure that we have a a little bit more sound testing, uh, protocols in place before we just try to try to put anything like that out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so talk, talk to me, Ariel, what, what, what you do now for a client when they come in. So for me, I'm doing more of the assessment part, um, really getting to understand what that person's goals are. Um, do they have any like mental roadblocks or things that we're really going to have to overcome um, in order to uh, move the way that we want to as far as their fitness plan? Um, some people uh, would just need to get out of their comfort zone. They're saying that they want to achieve something, but their behavior and the manner of talking about uh, the plan that you put together um, kind of indicates that maybe they're not as ready as they think they are. So I'm kind of picking mm-hmm. up on that kind of language, trying to figure out, um, do we need to do something um, a little more mental fitness focused? So I'm also certified as a TIR facilitator that stands for Traumatic Incident Reduction It's kind of a misnomer because it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, focused on trauma, but it's a very awesome way to kind of quickly process any problem that you're facing. It can be a person, a place, an event, um, and it really helps you to evaluate, well, what is that thing about? Why is it holding me back? Why does it keep coming back up in my life? Um, So again, that's more of our top tier kind of service. If you really find that something's happening over and over again, that's keeping you from your goals, um, I'm able to assist with that um, to just really dissolve it, really. Yeah. I think Nate can attest to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, listening to both of you, I think that this is a... uh, this is unique, uh, unique that you have a, a husband and wife that are looking at they go so well together, the the physical and mental side to to just health in general. Uh, I see it myself, like you spoke about too, Ariella, that our children today, this this pandemic has put so much fear into them. I mean, can you imagine? Listen, when I was in junior high, I was pretty sure I was going to Vietnam War. I mean, that was that's what was going on at the time. And, you know, when I was in elementary school and and Vietnam Wars is, is, you know, and of course it it, it passed before I ever, you know, it ever got close to me. But um, so, I mean, this is what our children grow up with, you know, the mask and. Oh, oh, there's people dying. And I, I, you know, I just can't imagine 10 year olds. That's what they think about all the time. Well, if I don't have a mask, I'm going to die. And, uh, uh, just what those, you know, watching them in just in class, you know, and I mean, uh, I see the same thing where, where some are, are pretty resilient. Others are, it's really kind of taking a toll. And I think what you guys have is, uh, is something really good. You know, I, I want to be, uh, I want to help be part of this and and put this story of your guys's out there on, at least on my platform. Um, I've got some other friends that do podcasting that I'll probably slip your name to and uh, get them on their platform too and get get this get this message out of of what this looks like. Um, you know, you you got you you got a powerful thing there, guys. You, I'm not sure you understand. You know, being having a having a you know, first of all, raising four kids, that's what I did. I had four kids. That's, that's, that's already, uh, you know, hard, hard enough as it is. And you still got some young ones in there. So, (laughs) um, so, you know, going, navigating that and navigating a business 
and working together. Okay, you know, there's no picnic husband and wives working together sometimes, right? And and navigating what that is, right? Right. right. So right. we, I know what that laugh is because I, you know, I've been down that road, and uh, and so, um, you know, to you know, because that that makes you guys even even stronger, uh, you know, on on how to work with each other. I think that what you have is super dynamic, and uh, I was, you know, we're already coming up on an hour. I could sit and and, and do this. Uh, for a while now, you know, after having this conversation with you, I think I'd like to revisit you guys again in, in, a, in a few months. Because now that I've I've kind of uh, got, you know, some of the meat and potatoes, I think I'd like to to lay some stuff out and say, hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how we do this. And and I don't know. Do you guys have a you guys have some uh, some clients that that have really like. Do you have any clients that that are in the hundred hundred plus round of losing weight and stuff like that, Nate? Or where are you guys? Who's your most successful? Who's your most successful story? Um, you know, wouldn't need any names, but that have come to you and said, "Hey, you know, you guys have have uh, you know really helped me mentally turn around." Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a good question. I, I've had a, I've had a lot of a lot of lot of those types of, uh, of stories, you know, mentally and, and physically. I haven't had any hundred pound stories, um, not not yet. Um, I, I've had a I've had a female uh, won't won't use her name recently. Um, actually, working with her working with her again, but I, I worked with her a few years ago. Very very similar scenario. Um, had a few mental roadblocks in the way of just getting you know getting committed to the goal it wasn't even getting started necessarily even knowing what it was it was just always being committed but once we were able to get past that and make the goal something outside of just the number um then she was able to get her goal so a lot of times you know when we put too much weight or too much emphasis in one thing and we put that as our as our only measurement of success that in itself becomes a deterrent um and it stops us from getting it i always tell people you, you know if you want to lose you know, 50 pounds, you can't just weigh yourself every day. It, it has to right. be bigger than the 50 pounds. Right. And that, yeah. that was, and that was a great lesson. Um, I've had, I've had a few guys that I've, that I've worked with here recently, um, who actually been able to put on weight, which was pretty cool because um, right. building weight. I mean, again, to me, I was always somebody who wanted to get the weight off. Um, but in the same philosophy as losing weight, the same knowledge that you know how to lose weight is, is very much the same knowledge that you know how to put the weight on, especially if you have a good uh, nutritional background. So I, I've had guys who've been able to put on 10 or 15 pounds in, in within about a year's time, um, which if you're a hard, if you're a hard gainer to, to actually be able to put on 10 pounds of mass in a year's time naturally is, is pretty phenomenal. Um, but most importantly for those guys, what, what we really had to get to understand was that their self image, um, was the biggest issue. You know, when they saw themselves as this scrawny guy who couldn't gain weight, they can go work out and they could, they could say they're eating, but something subconsciously would always have them, um, destroy their own results. Whether that was to skip a meal after they had been doing so well, they skip two meals, their metabolism so fast that it runs through it. Or they just stop the workout and do something completely different. And they didn't even realize it until we had them track every single thing that this is the moment that they sabotaged themselves. And this is what they were doing at that time. So they were able to, to overcome that as well. I mean, those type of scenarios, funny enough, are generally speaking, the, the big, the most commonly seen successes that, that we see because we have people tracking things 
you know, tracking what they're eating, tracking when they're working out, you know, tracking what they're doing for activity. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of times people are just not they're, they're so much on autopilot throughout the day that they have no idea what they're not doing or what they're doing because it's all being done some subconsciously. So just having them track it and then put it right back in front of them and asking them, does that really go in line with their goals? And if not, what do we think is the trigger that's that's creating that issue and being able to have them overcome that? Um, that's like one of the most common successes that that we see. And a lot of times, you know, it may, it may sound simple, but we uh, I always tell people and even when I start with my clients, I tell them, like, you have to understand that you have all the tools that you have right now to be successful, even without me. Um, if we're going to be able to be successful, all we need is your willingness to adhere to the program that we're going to recommend and your belief right now that you can actually make this change happen, because if you don't believe it, then you should save your money and your time, to, to be honest with you. Um, and, and, you know, that's that's really what's been working for us and what we've been seeing the biggest return on. Yeah, I think, I, you know, I, yeah, that's a, I think and that's that's probably a good a good segue to to kind of uh, end this. But, you know, you said something in there that I knew I know this and I, I tell my my own uh, students this here at even in martial arts training. But, you know, everybody's pretty mo everybody can motivate themselves. You know, first thing in the morning, first thing Monday, and then all of a sudden four o'clock runs around and motivation starts to go out the door when you've gotten life started yeah. smacking you in the head. And uh, and that's where discipline has to take over. Right. Mm -hmm. If you rely on motivation boy, you are you are in for a real, uh, you know, everybody has great aspirations. I think everybody wants to do better in their mentally, in their head and their first thing. And I'm going to go push through this and they just don't have the the tools that they need to have, you know. I didn't have them as much, uh, you know, the 75 hard gave me those tools, but, uh, you know, I think that, uh, what you guys have is, is, is a power is, is powerful. I I'm looking forward to, uh, getting to know you guys a little bit more and, and, and put this, uh, put this out there. I'm sure Jose will, um, you know, he'll push this. I'll, I'll get together with some of my other podcasters and, and get your, your guys' story out there and, and, and continue, uh, you know, changing people's lives like you guys do. I, this has been a, this has been a real pleasure hour for me because it, it, this really hits home. A lot of things you guys talk about, um, is right, right in my wheelhouse. And, and I think that you guys may have a key to, to help a lot of people. And so I, I've, I've really enjoyed this hour with you guys. Yes. Oh, yes. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Mark. Like yeah. I said, I, I really right. appreciate the invite and definitely yeah. appreciate the time yeah. and the platform. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad if I get out your way, I'm out in Georgia all the time. So I don't, I don't know where in Florida, you guys are in Florida. Is that correct? We are yes. Orlando. Central You're in Orlando. So I'm telling you every time I go out to Georgia all the time, I go to Savannah almost every two, three months. And I've always said, I want to drive out to Orlando just to see Disney world. Cause I'm a Disney freak, but <laughs> They have the second Disneyland. Uh, we have the original, the best, the better one. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I've always wanted to see it. And if I get out your way, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna go have some coffee or something. And I'm looking forward to meeting you guys and your family. That'd be great. All right, be all right, great. you guys. I appreciate, man. Thanks for this hour. It was awesome, man. Yes, good power couple. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, take care, Mark. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss 
and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.